Hello, and welcome to A Swift Kick in the Soul. I'm Marshall Coates, the voice of the spiritual learner. And with us, of course, is the fountain of knowledge, (laughs) Hillel Nori. Thank you very much, Marshall. It's great to be together again. It is indeed great to be together again. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Oh man, me too. Just like always, I I feel like I learned so much. I, I hope our listeners are getting as much as I'm getting out of it. I'm certainly glad to be a part of the conversation. Oh, Great. Yeah. Well, let's jump in. Let's jump right in. Okay. So um, I want to tell you a little bit about me, Marshall. Okay. I'd love to know. Um, nowadays, I know how to fight. Yeah. Well, yeah, how, how many degrees? Uh, I'm a third degree black belt. So yeah. So you know I've, how to fight. I've studied Taekwondo for about 10 years, a little more than 10 years. Mm-hmm. And if you study Taekwondo for a little more than 10 years, you learn a thing or two about how to fight. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, I never really knew how to fight until I was in my mid-40s and started learning about Taekwondo. Uh, I really, I never really knew how to throw a good punch. Yeah. Nobody had ever taught me how to fight. And now it seems like a very basic skill to me. Yeah. Like, everybody should know how to fight, right? And everyone should know how to throw a punch. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. Uh, I threw a lot of punches okay. as a kid, right? <laughs> I had, I had uh, two older brothers. And between the three of us, uh, we were pretty rowdy, and there were plenty of punches thrown. Right. But n- none of them was really to hurt or injure the other person. We weren't really fighting in that way. Right. It was more like, you know, dogs in a pack. Yeah, you guys and, are brothers. You're just scrapping right, it biting up. Biting each other's yeah, necks. Right, yeah. scrapping it up. Scrapping exactly. it up. Um, and we still do that. You know, now it's a little more, it's more intellectual, but um, uh, we, we stopped hitting each other a long time ago. I think it was when I was, the, I'm the youngest, so mm-hmm. when I became actually taller, uh-huh. or at least as tall as, uh, all of a sudden they stopped, you know, picking on me. Oh, it's good that they stopped before yeah. you came a black belt, because then they could really be in trouble. That's right, now they'd really be in trouble. <laughs> well, um, so uh, w- uh, I, I enjoy teaching um, uh, young people about, learning how to fight because they're sort of surprised that a rabbi would know how to fight yeah and would like talking about it yeah right because i'm into that stuff sure i'm into uh, thinking about how to be a good fighter and about what that really has meant to me Mm. so i like to talk to kids about you know how to throw a good punch and it's always surprising to them Uh, one of the first things i always say to them is um in addition to that I, i i i never knew how to throw a good punch is that you should know that other than in the on the mat in sparring under controlled circumstances i've never been in a fight my whole life yeah i never really thrown a punch at somebody with the intent to hurt them mm. my whole life well that's that's a good thing yeah um uh, and it's not because i don't know how um, and it's certainly not because I haven't wanted to once or twice. You know, there's, there's a bunch of people you encounter over a, a, a lifectime who you think, gee, a, a Boy, swift kick a in the soul would really, <laughs> really would really make a difference for that guy. Uh. Yeah. Um, uh, but I remind them that here I am. I'm I'm capable of of really you know throwing a good punch, of really hurting somebody. Sure. And if you learn martial arts, you have to learn that. You're going to learn how to hurt somebody, 
right? That's part of the learning. You have to identify your strong parts and their weak parts, mm. right? My fist hits them not, you know, right in their head where it's going to hurt my fist, right? right. But you want to punch them where it's going to hurt, right? Mm. So you have to learn how to hurt somebody. Yeah. It's honestly, you have to get over it. If you're a sensitive person, yeah, you have to be able to compartmentalize that. Interesting. And say, at least for a little while, till you learn to control it, right? And say, like, I can't, I have this really devastating ability, mm. um, which I am, of course, not going to use. Yeah. Right? Could, but not going to. Uh, so I remind them that uh, I learned how to hurt somebody built on the notion that I will not hurt somebody. Yeah. I'm going to first learn not to hurt somebody. Mm. So they always want to know, the kids, you know, they always want to know, well, what would you do? They're immediately fascinated by the idea that I would be in a fight and that I could think about, even on the mat, about throwing a kick and trying to really hurt somebody. Yeah. Right, really put them down. Um, I say, well, what would you do if somebody, you know, started a fight with you? I always tell them the same thing because it's what I would do. What would you do? I say, I would run away. Yeah. I say, I would run away. Hey, buddy, shoves me, you know. Yeah. What's up with you? Oh, hey, here's my here's my money. I'm out of here. Goodbye. Yeah. See ya. Right? Yep. Conflict averted. That's right. I, there's no advantage to me whatsoever to being in a fight with anybody ever. Mm. You could get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've, the possibility you get in is a high. fight, you could get hurt. You could get hurt. Right? So I, I don't want to fight. Uh, in part, I don't want to fight because I could get hurt. In part, I don't want to fight because... Well, I don't want to hurt them. Yeah. I try to stay out of fights, not only for my own benefit, but because I would be required to defend myself and hurt them. Mm. So I don't want to do that. No. No. So they always chuckle. Yeah. Like I run away. I'm like, yeah, that's right. I would run away. What do I, you know, and I say, do I strike you as, you know, scared? Yeah. You know, like, whoo. No. No. I'm not. Um, but I say to them, you should run. What, what, macho? You got some ego in this? Like, you're yeah. going to fight? That's foolish. Yeah. Absolutely foolish. Uh, the best fight is avoided. I to- totally agree with that. Yeah. And it's a fundamental principle of all combat and all self-defense and all marksmanship and all, all everything. All, any, any kind of martial art is... It's only after you can't avoid it that all this stuff really matters. Yes, yes, indeed. Right. So then they say, well, what if you couldn't run away? And of course, you know, if you think about this stuff enough, as I have, you think about, well, what if? Mm. What if I really had to? What if I was backed up into the alley against the wall and I had to really throw a punch, Mm. throw a kick to defend myself, maybe even preemptively? Like, this guy is coming at me, and I'm going to have to hit him first. Yep. So I always say to the kids the same thing. I say, well, if I really couldn't avoid the fight, then I would hit him as hard as I possibly could. Yep. And then I would run away. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Right. Like, my goal is to end this fight. Yeah. As soon as is is humanly possible. Yeah. And if I have to strike him, I'm going to hit him hard. I mean, really hard. As hard as I possibly can. 
Because you don't want to, you want to dance with them. The, I don't, don't want, want it to go right. on this forever. Is, well, this is not a trade off. No. <laughs> well, I hit you once, and then you hit me once. No. Yeah. Um, that's 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 good advice. Uh, people who are you know training and sparring don't trade. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. There's no good. You get all the hits. He gets none. That's right. That's, that's the right. way it should be. Yeah. So, uh, what if I hit him again? Um, that notion uh, of, uh, in Korean, there's actually a phrase for it, um, il kyuk pil sol. Il kyuk pil sol. That's right. One strike, one blow, one technique, one maneuver, um, fight's over. Mm. Right? One strike to end the fight. Mm. Boom! Uh, so that is the ideal, that every... And it's not just a self-defense ideal or a combat ideal. It's a, it's a personal achievement and discovery ideal. Yeah. That I can deliver every technique, everything, any block, any kick, any strike, with such devastation and precision mm. from a relaxed at ease state. <laughs> That I will end the battle right then and there. Yeah. Uh, that's really aspirational. Yeah. As well as very powerful tactics. And I'm as hard as I can to end the battle as soon as possible. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I was going to say, you know, lest it, it seems like, it, it seems like at the outset that you're just, you know, you want to smash the other guy as hard as possible and just end their life. But I really feel like, you know, even if you're gonna take this other person down as hard as you can, uh, you know, ending the conflict early, less exposure to conflict means less exposure to harm for both of you, actually. Even though what you're trying to do is completely shut this other person down, you're not trying to kill this person. Yes, that's correct. And, and, and it's very precise. I, the goal is not to kill them. Right. In fact, the goal is not to kill them. The goal is actually not to kill them, right. Uh, the goal is to stop them from killing you, yeah. harming you or somebody you are responsible for. Yeah. And for whatever reason, people start fights like that Yeah. Uh, for a variety of reasons. So um, a martial artist wants to be able to walk peacefully through the world without conflict. Yeah. But to be able... Should it be necessary to truly defend themselves? One devastating blow. Um, I, I now I've got their attention. These kids, right? Mm -hmm. They they thought I was going to talk to them about prayer, <laughs> um, but instead I'm talking to them about you know like devastating punches and killing people, and it's like, <laughs> oh, hey, that's sort of interesting. And yet I'm also talking to them about not. Hmm. So I think I have their attention. Right. And um, I think I'm going to teach you how to make a good fist and throw a good punch so mm. that you're not in your mid-40s without knowing how to throw a good punch. Yeah. And as I taught kids how to throw good punches and learned through my martial arts training how to teach somebody how to throw a good punch... I started to realize that, you know, you're teaching them more than just the mechanics and the ergonomics of forming a good fist and, and being precise where you land it. 
uh, of some techniques for basic punching and boxing kind of techniques. I don't. Do you know how to make a good fist? Did anybody ever teach you how to make a good I, fist? I've been a student of various martial arts, martial arts, way. you know, disciplines. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know that you know you don't put your thumb on the inside, right? You That's don't wrap a, it up outside. You don't wrap it up on the outside. You bend and tight. You want to make a a rock. Yeah. Right. Not and all this loose. I see little kids with these loose little puppy dog hands. <laughs> no, no, make it hard, like you could punch through something. You're trying to teach them to drive what we usually think of as soft through something which we think of as hard, some barrier. Mm. How to deliver force. Yeah. That's what I'm really talking to them about. Totally. How do you, and especially with kids, but I say to grown-ups too, because a lot of grown-ups have never learned it. How do you summon the deepest capacity that you have mm. and deliver it on demand to some remote location? Yeah. It's a lot like throwing a punch. So you, you, you do have to learn some ergonomics, but, but that's pretty easy to learn. Yeah, that's simple, simple steps. And you, you throw enough punches and hit enough things, uh, they'll start to get tough. And you'll, you know, your, your wrists and your hands will be tough and strong. And you'll be able to throw a good punch. But um, usually I, I start to then talk to them about the physics of force mm. because really your, your fist is kind of a, your hands kind of a terrible weapon, right? I mean, it's <laughs> it really, really fragile it's, yeah, there's and, a lot of moving parts. and it's not even that big or that massive, right? It, it, I mean, I have pretty big hands, but even so it's, it's, it's just the size of a softball, maybe yeah. right? It's a little smaller than a, a medium softball, orange. right? A medium orange. <laughs> it's just not that big. And um, if you know some physics, the, the there's a formula for force and mass is is a is part of that formula uh how big the thing is how massive it is and what its acceleration is how fast it's it's going and becoming mm -hmm. um now in um in taekwondo uh, uh, as well as other martial arts when you throw a punch uh you you make some twist to the punch you don't just throw straight out you start with your palm up and you end with your palm down and you there's a twisting action that increases the acceleration rate of the punch all the way throughout now it's not just moving straight it's moving in a corkscrew that means it's moving further distance means it's accelerating faster as it's moving towards it's a way of driving more force into your fist mm. and i ask you where does that force come from? Well, you know, I'm going to say as a layman, force comes from uh, your mind triggering your muscles to react and do the specific motion. It comes from your arm. It comes from your body, maybe. I don't know. Tell us. Well, so um, I got, uh, I got a, a fist. It's never going to change its mass, really. It's always going to be basically the same size. I could, I guess, get stronger. It gets a little bigger. But basically, a fist is the same. My fist is the same size it's always going to be. Right. Um, if I move really, really slowly and I hit you with my solid fist right smack dab slowly in the middle of your chest, nothing's going to happen. Mm -mm. But if I move fast, so I have to generate speed. Mm. And that comes from, comes from the muscles. But... Really, your arm muscles, again, they're, they're just not that strong. Hmm. I mean, maybe if you're, 
you know, Evander Holyfield, yeah. you've got, you know, some serious arm muscles. Uh, but e- even he, um, his strongest muscles are not his arm muscles. His legs, his hips, mm. his core abdomen and lower back, his yeah. shoulders, meaning the core part of his body, his chi, right? There's a, uh, there's yeah, a little the power plant right in the middle of your body right. where that's where the energy begins and it goes out through your hand. Your, your, your hand is only good because it reaches out. That's it, it, it's able to deliver the distance. Yeah. It's the only thing. Yep. But it's not where the power originates. The power originates deep within. Yeah. Breath. You have to visualize that energy driving through your legs and your hips, connected to the earth. When Holyfield lands a punch, which could, you know, could, could stop a truck, that yeah. thing. I mean, oh, for sure. But his fist is not so much bigger. He's just delivering it faster with so much more force behind it. And not because his arm is that much bigger. It's his whole body, connectedness to the earth, rooted in his footwork, through the center of his body, out through his fist. And he pictures it, visualizes it, delivering that force to the target. Mm. Yeah. Well, now... Now we're talking about something pretty profound. Yeah. Right? Um, how your fist can deliver tremendous force. And I've seen it. Watch, watch some video if you want, or, or go and watch a martial arts test where somebody puts their hand through a piece of wood mm. or through a piece of concrete. It's... Um, it's quite remarkable. Yeah, I've never... I've, uh, I've broken a few boards, but I cannot... I don't know, like the concrete thing baffles the mind. Honestly, I would, I would be very scared to try. It, well, in a certain sense, it is mind over matter. You have to both generate enough force and then uh, n- not throttle it back based on the fear of that obstacle stopping you. Oh, man, that's a big, that's an overarching conversation right there. It, yeah, sure. Well, here's here's uh, to keep it slightly more on target. Yes, let's uh-huh. keep it on target. It's on target. Uh, let's keep it precise. Um, uh, one of the things I teach um, is that you don't uh, end your kick or your punch on the target. Right. You end through the target. You want to put your hand through them, yeah. not touch them with your hand at the end of a very powerful punch. Because... You know, you could throw the strongest punch, and if it if it lands, you know, an eighth of an inch short, it's not going to hurt you. Yeah. Um, but if it's meant to land four inches behind you, well, it's going to throw you back. That kind of force delivered to the whole of the body through a small point of contact. So that's kind of how you do it, mm. right? Is you're not trying to hit the concrete. That is not what you're trying to do. Right. You're trying to put your hand beyond it. Right. Stop trying to break the concrete. That's that's how you hurt yourself. Yeah. Well, because you can't break concrete. It's just your hand, right? They build houses out of that stuff. You <laughs> yeah, drive a car on that's, that that's stuff. That's my whole point. That's, that's just your hand, to... right? Yeah. What do you mean? 
No, so the, so what you have to do is you have to put your hand on the other side of the concrete. On the other side, yeah. You know, this is going to sound like a little silly, but I, you know, back in uh, elementary school, we would do this trick where we'd thread a pencil kind of like mm -hmm. over our middle finger and under our other fingers and mm -hmm. slap it on our knee to quick to break it. To break it, yeah. And, you know, and if you didn't break it, it hurt a lot. Yeah. And if you broke it, nothing. It felt like right, nothing. Right, the harder, you, you got to actually hit it hard enough. Yeah. And um, it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt, it, it, or it doesn't hurt nearly as much when you break through that energy that you're trying to push past. It's timidity. Mm. Um, uh, there, there's no value to timidity. Yeah. Uh, from my perspective. Right. And, and certainly to this discussion, a timid punch, th that's the worst. That's the worst. You, you're going to lose because <laughs> <laughs> that down. other guy is not going to throw a timid punch. Mm. Um, Il kyuk pil sol. You've got to throw a punch like like there is no second punch. Mm. Uh, I was reading a, 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 a Taekwondo book and uh, he said he was talking about a preemptive strike where you know the guy is threatening you, um, and you're going to, but you end up throwing the first punch because. What, are you going to wait until he hits you over the head with a beer bottle, right? You see him coming. Yeah. Right. So, no, you don't wait. You throw the first punch and you get the hell out of there. Yeah. Um, he, his, it, it, it's a great commentary. He said, um, everything else about martial arts is uh, backup. Yeah. That, that one hit is what should end it. That's right. If you've got to do anything else, that's all backup plan. The original plan is to put him down with one punch. <laughs> so um, uh, timidity, it's no, it's not, hey, you, you, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to hit you for real the next time. Yeah. No, if you're going to hit him for real, hit him for real the first time. That's right. Tim uh, timidity, I feel in general, uh, a cause of a lot of needless pain in various positions. It's... it's um, I, I can think of a very, very few situations in which it's called for. Obviously, yeah. a, a balanced life, there will be times where you stand timid, mm. uh, where you have to be submissive. Um, that's all right. Mm. That's fine. Um, but, uh, but to become uh, great at anything, to master any art, you, uh, you cannot be timid. Yeah, you can't, no, you can't you go must, in halfway. Right, you have to land the punch beyond the target. Mm. Um, and to have at least some goal of being able to do that, right? Even if you can't do it yet, uh, you better have as your goal something meaningful like that, that I will be able to put my hand on the other side of that board. Mm. Um, the courage to break through. The courage to break through. Yeah. And the, um, to discover the capacity to deliver that force. I've done it, right? I put my hand through a lot of stuff I never thought I could put my <laughs> oh, hand yeah? through. And again, I never learned how to throw a good punch until I was a grown man, uh, not a, just a grown man, you know, uh, in my 40s. Mm. A seasoned um, man. A seasoned man. Thank you. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, I'm not bragging because uh, uh, there's nothing unique about my hands mm. or about me uh, uh, physically that allows me to do it. 
Um, some of it is technique and ergonomics and training and getting tough enough, being, you know, working your way up. We've talked about that, the, the sense of practice where you start with small things and you deepen your practice yeah. um, and you become good. You don't start with a piece of concrete. That's crazy, <laughs> right? That's a, nobody does that. Yeah, I'm sure there's some YouTube videos. Right, there you, start with the, you with... start with the little tiny <laughs> boards and the half boards and the demonstration things and... Um, but you work your way up. You build technique. You build ergonomics. You build toughness. But there's again, there's n nothing unique about me which any other person cannot do, and right. which I have seen other people smaller than me mm, you're right. do. Oh man, the you got the small ones are the ones you have to watch out for. Right, like they'll really mess you up. Right, it's a <laughs> it's it's the willingness. It's not the strength. Yeah, although strength is a part of it, toughness is a part of it. You cannot think your way through it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I want to shift things to the um, uh, to the spiritual side, um, and to talk about how uh, martial arts practice, and literally how learning how to throw a punch like this, changed my spiritual knowing. Sp mm. Changed the way I thought about my religious practice. Mm, cool. Because. Uh, I was able to develop a capacity in Taekwondo that I didn't think I had developed in uh, as many years of religious practice. Uh, that ability to encapsulate in one small package uh, such a devastating and powerful force, which came from within. Something which I generated my myself. Yeah. Um, uh, the most direct analogy is is some kind of prayer life where you're trying, again, to reach across a divide to deliver a message, right? I want to pray to God. I'm, I'm, I'm saying these words. I'm reciting uh, words out loud. I'm singing in communal worship or prayer or mm -hmm. song uh, in some way. Uh, and unless you're just a recording of the words, you, you want them to have some meaning. Yeah. You want the prayer to move you in some way, uh, to reflect some feeling. You want it to have content, yeah, emotional Emotion, yeah. depth, force. What you want is force. Ah. A, um, a poem, a prayer, a psalm. Well, let's even say a single word, right? To say a single word as if... That one word, you know, was sufficient for the prayer. That's right. One word to end the prayer. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, if you could pray that way and throw those kinds of punches in your prayers. Mm, powerful. A very powerful. Yeah. In fact, you you wouldn't need the whole prayer book. <laughs> All those thousands of words, hundreds and hundreds of recitations. Uh, if I were really praying powerfully, uh, I could distill those down to very fundamental words, uh, parallel to fundamental fighting techniques, if you will, mm. and master those. Say those words with that chi, with that in Hebrew, the word is kavanah, kavanah. intention, yeah. direction, 
force. It means directed intention, which of course is the same thing as force, that I'm I'm aiming and I'm delivering that, that fist in the punch right where I want to with as much force as I can. Yeah. With kavana, with intention mm. to communicate. Yeah. Um, usually I have the kids uh, make a good stance and try to actually throw as strong a punch as they possibly can, right? And to make uh, a, a kihap in, in, in taekwondo... Uh, you, you make a, a noise when you do each technique. Oh, when yeah. you throw key, a... Right. Yeah! Right. Um, I got a little chills on that. That was good. That was, uh, yeah, sure. It comes from, from you your feel, gut. Yeah, you can feel right? the, it. it is, it's part of the force uh, behind your, your punches. You, you, you actually punch stronger when you make noise when you do it. Hmm. Uh, it, it, it also focuses, kavana, it, direct, it directs and... Uh, gives intention to your technique. It's a sonic ritual. And it's a sonic ritual. Excellent. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. It intimidates your opponent. Sure. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, th- yeah, don't underestimate that scream. You know, you, you learn how to put energy into that scream and to scream right when you deliver the blow. Mm. Uh, so I teach them about that, and then I ask them to say a word. We draw a word from the uh, liturgy, and I have them throw a punch, and when they land their punch, they say that word as loud as they possibly can. Mm. Uh, I'm not trying to explain the word to them. It's not an intellectual neck-up experience. Sure. It's the experience of discovering that capacity within, putting it into the language of the prayer, mm. And being able to deliver it. Wow. Now, just, I would say, look, um, that's kind of a weird metaphor, right? For prayer is that it's like throwing punch, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, it's like, well, are you punching God? Is that what you're doing? Right? <laughs> right. I mean, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, that's sort of weird, right? It's, um, and of course, uh, everybody associates uh, prayer with quiet and peacefulness, Um uh, on the mat, you're not quiet. You know, you may be peaceful, but you, you're certainly not quiet. Yeah. Uh, and you're you're move, You're delivering. It's it, it's real. It's not just you're not talking about it. Mm. You're just acting. You're acting. You're delivering that force over and over again. Mm. Learning how to do it on command. Yeah. From relaxed to devastating. Mm. Uh, from not saying anything, to saying this word and having it deliver that force of my emotional life mm. and my spiritual reality. Right. And just like I'm not really trying to hurt the other person, I'm trying to reveal my own defense against them and stop them. Uh, I'm not trying to change God in my prayer life. I'm not trying to conquer or get God to do something for me. Uh, That is not my kind of prayer. I'm trying to discover something, to reveal God, Mm. to say that breath, that chi, that energy, that force, I want to reveal that. I want to discover something about myself and be able to show that um, and share that and uh, have a, uh, a, a kind of communication across what I see as distance. Yeah. 
uh, in that way, is very much like a punch. Yes, it certainly is. That's right. And uh, the less timid you are, the better. Right. Man, that's, you know, wow, that's, at the beginning, I was like, wow, punching in prayer, huh? Let me, yeah. How am I going to get my head around this one before we start? But as always, you know, it's such a revelatory discussion. Oh, thanks very much. Oh, man, it's my true. Pleasure. Hey, I just want to say that I hope everybody's enjoying listening to them. Uh, I hear from a few people about the podcasts, and um, I hope you do enjoy them. I hope you'll share with us your responses. Uh, do you study martial arts? Are you a person who has a deep spiritual practice? I hope you'll reach out to me and um, uh, find a way to communicate to me. Uh, I'm on Facebook. That's the easiest way to uh, reach yeah, me. Tell us um, how to, tell us how I to get I also have a website. Um, yeah, what's the website? Uh, Hillelnori.com. It's pretty easy. H-I-L-L-E-L-N-O-R-R-Y.com. Yeah. Um, pretty soon there'll be a, a website just for the podcast. Yeah. But that's coming soon. Still working on that. Well, we got to start at the beginning, you know. That's right. You can communicate with me through the uh, website or through Facebook, Hillel Nori. I'm there too. Yeah, um, please please do yeah. reach out and let us know what you think. We'd love to, uh, you know, get your feedback on previous episodes or if you have something that you think would be very interesting to discuss in future episodes, we'd love to know We'd love that to well. know about yeah, it. Yeah, we would. For sure. Thanks. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. This has been a swift kick in the soul. I'm Marshall Coates with Hello Nori. We'll see you next time.